three, two, one. It's The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about feminism, women empowerment, feminist topics, and everything in between. Today, Kenzie and I are so excited to have our very first guest, and it's a very important guest. It's Kenzie's sister and one of my best friends in this entire world, Chelsea Roney. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited. So, But Chelsea, this isn't your first time on a podcast. No. No, it's my second time. <laughs> now you're a veteran. You don't even now have to Now I know about everything. It. You know everything. That's awesome. But let's just say that you are more organized than the other podcast that I <laughs> well, was a guest Well, we don't want to throw shade at our brother podcast, which has still got nothing, but we love them. Yep, the podcast's name still got nothing. Yeah. Yep. And it's with um, Chelsea's husband, Aaron, and his friend, Rob, from Texas. And it's just, it's a really fun podcast. I really it is like really fun. It. It's thought-provoking. Yes. Just like this one? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different topics, though. So I thought we would just start off with today's Sunday. We're about to start the week, work week again, and I thought we would say what we did this weekend. So Kenzie, do you want to go first? Well, Chelsea has probably a similar one. So Chelsea, what did we do this weekend? (laughs) Yeah, we pretty much spent the whole weekend together. So on Friday night, Megan and Kenzie and our good friend, one of our best friends, Allie, and I all went out to... I don't know. In Belltown? Seattle. Bel- was Belltown? it Belltown? It was Belltown. We um, had really good drinks. We did have really, really good, good drinks. And, and we, we had- made friends. Oh, and we made a friend. We totally Sheila. made a friend. Shouts out to hey, Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Sheila is following us on everything now. Did you yeah. guys see On that? everything? Yeah. Really? Insta, Facebook, and her daughter. Um, I'm also like creepily following her daughter and I want to like post something and be like I met your mom (laughs) (laughs) the daughter's probably like oh gosh (laughs) no she was awesome she took our picture and then she got in a boomerang with us it was her Mm -hmm. first boomerang yeah Yeah. she was it was really fun and she had a really sweet husband yeah Mike Michael Michael shout out to Michael too Mike, Mike and Sheila and then on Saturday, Kenzie and I went to, what did we do? We farmers started market? out with the farmer's market, which was really fun. Kenzie had a great crepe, and oh, yeah. we bought some Crepes. beautiful flowers. Mm-hmm. And then we ventured on down to the river, where we just sat and oh, waited, nice. and it was really fun. Nice. Yeah, it was And then we grilled. Nice. And then we grilled. And, and then, then we, we watched TV. Watching TV. <laughs> it was, was pretty much a good cold? day. Yes. But it felt not so shockingly cold that it didn't feel good after a second. Like, you know, I mean, all water after, like, teaching swimming, all water, no matter what temperature, you kind of get used to at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were just like, oh, now we're used to it. <laughs> so, um, I got my hair done. I obviously Girl, it looks so good. good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I got my hair done on Saturday. I did some yoga. Um, and one of my hairdresser, her name is Kayla and I love her so much. Um, she was telling me about a time in Oregon. She went to a river and it's a nudie river. A, a nude, nude river. And I you can go there. What? And I kind of want to go. I don't know, man. Yeah. Why not? Can, you can wear whatever version of clothing you want to, I'm sure. Oh, I know. But like, or do you have to be totally nude on purpose? <laughs> I mean, I would want to be completely nude, 
But I would want, just because I think it would feel really good and really freeing to be completely naked. Um, but I wouldn't want it to be, like, any sort of sexual way. Like, if, yeah. you know... It's just being free. The human body is sexualized because we make it not okay to be naked. So wow. if every whoa deep if everyone if everyone's okay Thought with being naked, then Chelsea. no one it's fine. No one will sexualize it. That's true. So I want to go there just to experience it. I think I'd probably go with Des, you know, just to mm-hmm. see what it was like and yeah. um, just to be free in the water. She said it was awesome, and she said your um, vagina is like, oh, the water. It's just like, ah, it's cold. <laughs> I said it is. Wait, so where is this? Well, the one she went to was in Portland. Of course. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, but I think that there is Portland, one in Seattle. Are you, Are you going to go this year? In the summertime? I want, I really want to go. One of my other Maybe we friends, should all go. Yeah. Wouldn't that yeah. be weird? No. no. Would that be weird to see everyone? I, just, as long as Aaron and Des don't come. I wouldn't I want... Care. I wouldn't want to see Aaron naked. At <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't turn back. You, you can't, can't go back. You can't, you go can't back. unsee and things. it would be like you seeing your brother naked. Oh. Because oh, Aaron's yeah. like your brother. It would be weird. Brother. Yeah. Just us three need to go. Yeah, girls. No, 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 no. You should go with Des. If yeah, you, you should go, go to Des. I'm going to go multiple times, girl. Oh, okay. This is the thing. <laughs> she has a membership, a pass, a day pass. <laughs> she's just breaking into us. She's a season pass. Yeah, that, but she's actually season <laughs> Yeah, she's pass. gone. No, she's gone several times. She's just like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do really want to go, though. And it's funny that you guys went to the river and then... Um, yeah, Kayla was just telling me about it yesterday. Wow. So, um, then you guys, something, this is a public service announcement. You must see a documentary called City of Ghosts. Why? What is it? What is it? So you guys know that Des works at Amazon and so he gets to go see Amazon movies in advance. Yeah. And so they'll send out an email and they'll be like, who wants to go see City of Ghosts? And then Mm -hmm. he's like, two tickets. And so then me and Des Mm -hmm. get to see the movie before it comes out. Cool. So it's an Amazon original. Yeah. Mm. It is the most intense movie I've ever seen. Oh. It's about... um, ISIS taking over the city of Raqqa in Syria Mm -hmm. and um, these men and um, they did um, have one woman on there um, who tries to fight back through um, journalism and through they called it civil journalism where it's like um, they would have to smuggle in phones and smuggle in cameras to record what was going on and then they would send the information to their friends who are in Germany or other countries that are safe. And then they would then upload it to Twitter, Facebook, wherever. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's crazy and wow. you need to see it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have good to rec- good rec. Good rec. Yes. The first like half of the movie, I had to close my eyes like 90% <laughs> of the time. It would just cause it was scary or because it was sad or both, mm. both like it showed what, but it's good to shock yourself in that way because, like, you know, we're in a bubble. Yes. Being in oh, Washington. Yeah, we're definitely in a bubble. In Snoqualmie in Seattle. Yeah. It just, like, shows how brave these souls are and how, like, the least I can do is to say go watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. that's the least I can do. So, um, go see City of Ghosts. When, when is it out? out? So, it's in select theaters across the United States. Um, I want to say starting this oh, week. Oh, it's not on the internet. 
it's then it's gonna be on the internet. Then oh. it's gonna be like an Amazon original. So I'm oh. sure it's gonna be on Prime, Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So you guys have well, to see it. <clears throat> awesome. So um, I thought it would be good to start off with a few questions for Chelsea about the topics that we have already discussed on our previous yes, episodes. Yes, I have loved them. Let's let's talk about it. Let's kick it off. So episode one, we talked about women empowering women. Woohoo! Chelsea, can you tell us about a time that another woman went out of her way to make you feel empowered? Yes. So I would like to, I guess, talk about a woman named Barbara. And she, um, and all of my Gamify advisors, Karen and Terry and Linda. So explain uh, what uh, your affiliation with Gamify and your history. Oh, yeah. So I, we were all three of us were in a sorority in college, Gamma Phi Beta, and we, Megan and I were officers. We were. So we were in the chapter leadership. And for every chapter, they're assigned some advisors, and those advisors come visit you, and they talk to you about leadership and what can make your chapter better and how you can be, like, a better individual. And... Um, I just feel like, you know, that's, you know, college is a really transformative time or that age range is just a transformative time for everyone. And so not only did the sorority change me a lot, but um, I'd like to shout out to to Barbara and Karen and Terry and Linda because um, they really believed in Megan's leadership, my leadership, um, and they you know, they would call, you know, call once a week or, you know, very often to chat about what was going on in the chapter and how, you know, I could be a better leader and how we could change things. And it was really my first experience with someone who, well, you know, who really believed that, you know, I could transform things and, and just say, you know, hey, go, go for it. You can go do it. Like people will trust you. Um, So they, they really built me up. And you really did, I feel like, change our chapter for the better. Oh, thanks, girl. You too. But I think it was directly due to them. Like, if they weren't pushing us, if they didn't expect that out of us, if they didn't really want that for us, I mean, you know, I I, might have been the people that we are now, I think. I really wouldn't be. Um, I just want to add something, though. Like, didn't, like, you, Meg, and the officers that year, like – Gamify, like, unfortunately, it is kind of like a hierarchy of, like, rushing in, like, like, there's a hierarchy of who's good and who's the best, you know, it's natural, but you guys kind of changed the reputation of Gamify at a Yeah, and I think that was a lot in part due to our advisors. I mean, um, there's a huge uh, trend toward uh, branding, uh, discussions of branding these days, and I think, um, you know, these, these sorority women were, you know, kind of the first to expose me to that topic. And I think it's kind of been a buzzword, like building your personal brand, right. You know, right now, I think that's a huge thing and building the brand, you know, having this really cohesive and beautiful brand for whatever it is that you represent. And I think that wasn't so much a buzzword back then. No, not really. And they really, um, encouraged us to build the chapter's brand and make it cohesive across every department of the chapter and Mm -hmm. it was like our job as exec to execute on that brand and thank god you know those you know also exec um those women on our committee or what what do we call that exec 
executive board yeah i don't know but they were all all of those women were amazing and they we built each other up and i think you know we had some disagreements but it was all about you know building this this thing together and Mm -hmm. making it really cohesive across across the board that's a great example right Mm -hmm. thanks charles thanks girl Episode two, we address the issue of catcalling, and some (laughs) women take catcalling as a compliment, while others, such as me and Kenzie, feel like it's uncomfortable and can maybe even make you feel unsafe sometimes. So what is your overall opinion on catcalling? Yeah, I've got to say that I agree with you, too. I've never felt safe when I've been catcalled. Um, I, I think it's a huge I don't know I think it's a problem I just I don't think you know men understand how it can make a woman feel yeah and Chelsea and I go on runs like a few maybe once a week now but we were doing it like twice a week but our last one we got catcalled bang oh y'all did yeah we did we were very sad that we didn't both of us completely ignored it and it took us like 30 seconds to even be like oh my gosh, we just got catcalled. And we just, like, both of us just kept talking. And I think that's terrible. Like, you know, this group of men drove by in a car and were, like, hollering. young men. Young. Like, probably High school. But, I mean, you know, Kenzie and I both look back, and now we're going to be on the lookout, and we're going to, like, summon them over. We're going to whip out our cell phone. We're going to whip out our cell phone, and one of us is going to subtly record while we ask them what they're, like, what what's your motivator there? Like, oh, you guys are going to do this? Oh, yeah. Y'all have got to. We're determined. We were so depressed that we didn't think of it. Or we should have just stopped and followed them where they were going into and come, went up to them and be like, yes, you cat called. Yes, do you, do you need anything? (laughs) You called. Can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) What were you thinking there? Come here. Come here, little one. <laughs> if I'm ever with you guys and we get catcalled, let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. But I don't know if we should do it to teenage boys because that could be something. No, that's the perfect time to illegal. do it to a boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> How can that be illegal if they're yelling at me? <laughs> just handling it in a mature way, which yeah. I think we will. Yeah, just like, hey. Hey, what, what were you thinking was going to come out of that? Yeah, what, what did you want to come out of this and how do you think it made me feel? Mm-hmm. Just like something like that, you mm-hmm. know? Maybe just we should record the audio so we don't just and guarantee that's it a good idea. Just just with do the audio. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So um, you just told me about a time that you got catcalled with Kenzie, but was there a time that really sticks out in your head besides that time? No, I I mean I think they're all very similar incidents. Right. Um, just like men either slowing their cars down or yelling at ooh in well in Texas yeah I noticed this more but I run outside a lot and so you just get catcalled when you work out outside like the Colorado story yeah yeah yeah. and it it's Megan I think you mentioned like not being catcalled but I think you work out inside more (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah so you're in a safe space and but in Texas I noticed a lot more that like men would drive by and like lick their lips and I'm like oh gosh vomit (laughs) what is wrong with you and so Ken's didn't that happen I don't I don't I try not to make eye contact with them Um, yeah well, it happens, it. and that's sure the does, most disgusting. Yeah. It's like, really? Really? Ew, <laughs> You're ew, not ew. even yelling. <laughs> um, in episode three, we talked about women in conspiracy theories. 
We specifically talked about Princess Diana, Marilyn Monroe, Amelia Earhart, and Britney Spears. Are you as intrigued by conspiracy theories oh as me? Oh my and goodness. Are? Yes, that was <laughs> such a good episode. I was so enthralled the entire time that I listened to it. Mm. But after the episode, one of our good friends, uh, Larissa, hey Larissa. Um, she does our hair. Yeah, she does <laughs> our hair. And she. Um, yeah, she said some really interesting facts that I want to bring up. So you guys mentioned that princes die, so that's kind of the one I'm going to be referring to. Um, but you were wondering if the royals had a last name, and apparently it's called what the House of Windsor. So their last name is Windsor. So, but thank nobody you, Larissa. knows that. I know no one <laughs> except, except for, for Larissa. Larissa. <laughs> she, she's oh called. yes, it's actually the House of Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> she just knows that, but I think she really likes um, the royal the idea of the royal family. So yeah, now, and she knows a thing... lot of good facts about random things too. So that's I guess Larissa is pretty amazing like that. Has the last name ever changed then? Has it oh, always been yeah. Windsor? Definitely, it's definitely like it. It probably changes with family. Yeah, but no, they're like, all it's related. all related, you know? Like, it's whoever's bloodline. I know, but it bloodlines have changed. I guess. Because sometimes if you don't have a boy, like a while back, you know, like it flipped over. Oh, yeah. We should look into this. Interesting. And report back. Yeah, we'll report back again. But <laughs> then, oh. The divorce thing. Oh, yeah. So, apparent, so Larissa was saying that one of the reasons that um, – the whole Princess Di conspiracy theory is so mm, plausible is the fact that apparently, now we should also go double check this out, but if, um, allegedly, allegedly, if you get divorced in, um, like in the royal family, uh, you can't get remarried if that ex-spouse is still alive. So that just made things really creepy after we found that out. Right, because even yeah. in the episode, Kinsey and I were like, well, Charles could have married Camilla because they were divorced, but apparently the royal family is like, nope, the other ex-spouse is still alive. Or maybe alive. it just doesn't count as much. Like, it's yeah. like some sort mm-hmm. of not recognized sort of thing. Well, we should go look up the technical technical technicalities of it, but I think that was crazy that it she brought that weird. up. Yeah. Mm. Spooky. In episode four, which you haven't heard yet, Chelsea. No one has. I'm no so excited. We record in advance if anyone has realized that yet. Yeah. <laughs> so the, these are pod- aired a few weeks down. All podcasts do. The pipeline. So in episode four, we talked about stereotypes about women and negative adjectives that are used to describe women. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to list some stereotypes about women, and mm. can you explain if these are true about you are or not? Are we gonna okay? Are we gonna go one by one? Yeah, and also yes, no. Yes. Okay, okay, I'm it's ready. A game. I'm ready. All women are crafty and have adorable handwriting. I have heard people say that your girl, you have better handwriting. Um, that has happened in the workplace a couple of times, although it was a while ago. Um, yeah, I have heard that. Do you have good handwriting that's bubbly and cute? No. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. Megan does for sure. Megan has mine, the though? best handwriting. We're going to make you write um, an episode teaser like, oh, and I then post it like as a picture on Insta. You should You're start really doing like calligraphy. You're really good I've at always that. wanted to take calligraphy lessons. Oh my hmm. goodness. That is an achievable thing. You would thing. get along we with should... Grandma Beck. Grandma Beck loves calligraphy. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
no, I have terrible handwriting. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. <laughs> Chelsea's nodding along. Yeah, Kenzie's handwriting is a little uh, uneven. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's because of my nice hand tremor. No, I'm sure that's part of it. But it's just like I not a, a thing that occurs to you. Like if you compare Megan and Kenzie's handwriting, they're about as opposite <laughs> as they can be. And we're be. pretty similar people. I mm-hmm. know. The next one is that every woman loves shopping in order to de-stress. Chelsea, do you love to shop? Ooh, shopping is pretty fun, but for me, it's more stressful than not um, because I'm kind of conservative with my money. And so I like literally, I have a 24-hour rule. If it's more than $100, like I'll just come back for it the next day if I still like it. So you give yourself 24 hours to think about it. Yeah, so I'll go to the, like today I'm going to go to Nordstrom for the sale the yearly sale and I'm going to pick out everything that I want and not buy anything and then tomorrow if I still want everything I'll go back and buy it that is the most intelligent rule I've ever heard of yeah thanks Thanks. girl Mm -hmm. every woman enjoys eating a healthy salad for lunch um no woman enjoys (laughs) eating a healthy salad for lunch we'll just get chubby if we don't and that's because we're sitting all day which kind of goes back to sitting all day sucks (laughs) women don't enjoy and aren't very good at playing video games well as your husband who loves i know i mean i don't enjoy them because i think i'm just so anal and i feel like i could be doing something better with my time (laughs) (laughs) like working kind of a workaholic but she also says that about tv she'll be like yeah i I can't watching tv is a waste of time i I love it like makes me cringe i hate it but no i don't you know there are girls who really like that and i'm sure it's a great thing to do the only reason women dress nicely and wear makeup is to impress their love interests is this true for you Charles? no <laughs> girls dress up to impress other girls we i, I feel, feel like. like that's part of it and i feel like it's kind of just fun it is I, fun. and i were saying it's just fun yeah like chelsea was like the other day we were talking about mascara like mm-hmm. i'm fine nowadays to go into public without but i like prefer it i just like feel like i'm wearing like some people need to wear a watch every day some people need to wear like some an earring every day like me i need to like even though i'm fine with it i just feel like i completed myself with mascara i don't know why i could be wearing nothing else but just mascara yeah Mm-hmm. On the natural. on the nude beach with just some mascara on your eyelashes. <laughs> That's all I need. That's gonna be Ken's for sure. Um, women are obsessed with romantic comedies, including The Notebook. Does this apply to you? Not really. I do like. Well, uh, back to it. I don't like watching movies that much. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But that's not embarrassing. I do like a good romantic comedy because. It's less stressful. I stress myself out enough every day. I don't need to be watching anything that will make me stressed out more. And then movies that are romantic comedies. They're just kind of light. Mm -hmm. All women are amazing cooks and know a million different recipes. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Um, No, I don't think so. I definitely don't. I struggle with that. Um, I want to bring this one up specifically because okay. I know that it's completely opposite for oh, you. Oh, no. Okay. Fruity drinks are the only alcoholic beverages women <laughs> like. Oh, yeah, you did bring that up because you know I like beer. Well, actually, it all started when my stomach rejected 
liquor. And so I had to figure out a different way to drink. And so I turned to beer and wine, mostly beer. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess I would prefer a fruity drink if my body took it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Like, we kind of have similar drinking habits. Like, Chelsea and I can't have, like, I don't know, we're just really lightweight. Even if we sober up, right? Mm -hmm. After two drinks, you still could feel sick in the next day. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. But I think all those are real. Oh, are you done? Yeah. Okay. I think all those are really good um, stereotypes to bring up. I think, you know, definitely some of those are, you know, they tend to be stereotypes. So it's good to talk about it. Me and Kenzie found, because we went through an even longer list on the last episode. And some of them were like totally matched Kenzie exactly. Mm. And then some of them totally matched me exactly. But Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, hey, guess what? They don't apply to everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it illustrated that Do you feel like the world is like getting better about stereotypes? I do. Yeah, relatively. I think it depends. I think it depends on the stereotype. Yep. Mm. And I think it depends on what's in the what's in the news, what the stereotype is. So, like, Ooh, right now, point. what are we scared? I'm just thinking of this because I just saw City of Ghosts. But what are we scared of? We're scared of ISIS. So mm-hmm. then the stereotype is, oh, all women who wear a headscarf are terrorists. Yeah. It's like, no, that is completely not true. But mm-hmm. in the, the media is driving that mm-hmm. because that's what we Not all see. news people are driving that. Okay, thank you. Not all news people are driving that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for bashing that stereotype. That yeah. <laughs> in exactly. certain outlets. Yes. Yeah, makes money. Um, we also talked about negative adjectives last week that are used to describe only women. Oh, gosh. And so, have you ever been called bossy? Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like, pretty much on the daily. <laughs> on the daily? I feel like it. I feel like even if people don't say it, that's what they're thinking. That could be true. But I think, you know what? You've got your head on straight, and you you know where your life wants to go, and that's that, right? That's that. You're not bossy. You're a boss woman. You're ready to get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, I'm never meaning to be bossy. No, you're not bossy. I just try to give direction. You're just in control. <laughs> Strategic direction. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the last episode, we listed the words that are very common that mm-hmm. we know, like mm-hmm. bossy, whore, slut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there also are words that we didn't even realize, such Ooh. as high maintenance. Oh my gosh, yeah. Men are never described as high maintenance ever. And hormonal. It's oh. like um, we all have hormones. Right? Yeah, even men. Yeah. yeah, testosterone. Is that a hormone? Yeah. yeah. Next time I hear a cat caller, I'm going to be like, you're so hormonal. <laughs> <laughs> you're so hormonal with all of your testosterone. God. Gosh, it's so annoying. And then hysterical. Have you ever been described as hysterical? Like hysterically crying, hysterically mm, overreacting. Okay. Yeah, I mean. But have you ever used that word to describe a man? No, I've never, no. Mm -mm. Isn't it kind of weird how, like, we found these lists where it's like, okay, yes, we knew some of them, but then other ones we were just like, what? Yeah. Well, thanks, Charles, for answering those questions. I am now going to turn it over to Kinsey, who is going to talk to you about the art of the side hustle. Oh, let's do it. Okay, Charles. So we're talking side hustles today. So, but first I want you to kind of, describe um everything you do from career wise um Mm -hmm. what you're transitioning into and then your different Mm -hmm. side hustles that you do have so just tell us about yourself and your career 
Yeah, sure. So after college, I started, I majored in finance at Texas A&M. And I, between junior and senior year, I had a internship on the Maryland trade floor. They trade commodities in Houston. And after that, I got a return offer to join Bank of America full time because it's Bank of America, Maryland, just in case that merger didn't occur to you and then <laughs> wasn't publicized <laughs> yeah and so then I moved to Charlotte North Carolina where they're headquartered um yeah to work for them for a little bit and I was sending uh bond payments between banks overnight like what they tr- hmm, like Ooh, I won't even go into it. <laughs> but, you did something with bonds. But something some banks, in finance. <laughs> but banks need liquidity. Um, big banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, all the big names uh, you know have liquidity issues overnight. And so they loan each other money at different interest rates. And so I actually clicked go on some of those payments. That sounds kind of exciting. And my biggest mistake was sending a lot of money to the wrong bank once. Oh! And I just called the lady who accepted payments over there. Oh, and no. I was like, hey, like, I was crying. And I was like, I sent you a lot, a lot of money that I shouldn't have. <laughs> and she was like, no problem. I'll send it right back. Oh, that's And I was so like, thank awesome God. <laughs> I thought I was dying. Thank um, God for that lady. And my yeah. boss was so nice. What if she too. was like, nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Totally my money now. Oh my gosh, they could have, I suppose. <laughs> but my boss was so cool. I went up to him and I was crying, and um, which you probably should try That's not to. That's a whole other topic onto women in the workplace. <sighs> right, well, live and learn. And so um, he was like, don't worry about it. Like, he was pretty empowering to women. He was like, don't worry about it. Just don't even apologize. Just ask for it back. And I nice. was like, yeah, yeah. Nice. And I, that's what I did. Cool. And so from there, it's a long story, but I came out to live with my now husband in Seattle, and I worked for Boeing in um, their shared services division as a financial analyst. And shared services just means anything that doesn't fly away in a plane. And that was a lot of fun. I got to do some really neat things. My boss, um, shout out to Mary, who is amazing. She kind of let us all rotate through the group and do some different roles. So uh, I, I really got some great exposure there and learned a, oh, so much. And uh, from there, I needed a change. And my husband, Aaron, was over at Microsoft at the time and had met a recruiter named uh, Kim. So also shout out to Kim. She's another really strong lady out there. And Kim and I connected and she started telling me about how awesome recruiting is and how much of a difference you can make in, you know, people's lives, which is absolutely true. Um, You can really change someone's life through recruiting them into a company, especially one that you believe in so much like Microsoft. And so I ended up applying to a job and getting it, which was a kind of a dream come true as well. And I made the transition over to Microsoft in recruiting. And um, I've really, really enjoyed my time there. Um, And I, you know, I really and truly believe in the mission of being a recruiter and bringing great talent into an organization and and keeping them around and building this awesome culture um, and finding the best and brightest. It's just really fun. But I needed... Uh, Well, meanwhile, I was getting my MBA, and I kind of felt like I needed a challenge, and I just 
technically graduated in June. Woohoo! And thank you. So smart. I love how that was just Thanks. like a side note. Oh, by the way, I was getting my MBA as well. <laughs> <laughs> on top of all of this, picture, paint a picture on top of all those getting your MBA. Okay. So it was really hard. I was fairly stressed during that whole period, but that's fine. That's a story for a different day. And so... Um, yeah, so I just applied to a job at Microsoft and, and recently got it. Um, I'll be a marketing technologist uh, working with Azure and B2B in the B2B space. So I haven't started that yet, but I am really excited for a new adventure. And I believe in the cloud and Microsoft so much. So Okay, so describe your side hustles. What yeah. are your different side hustles? So um, like I said before, I'm kind of... Like, my version of fun is starting businesses and growing <laughs> them. So Kenzie just, like, can't understand it. Like, we were running one day, and she was like, why can't you just sit there? And I'm like, well, you know, Netflix for, for someone might be fun, but for me, it's just not. And for me, like, thinking about growing something is fun. I don't know why. I can't help it. It's been that way since I was a kid. It's true. I mean, I've started businesses as young. So do you not like young. to sleep? Oh, I do. that has changed in the past couple of years. <laughs> I used to it, not like sleeping, and I used to be able to work for Intel, like just sleeping for five hours. But then I started jumping on this train where, um, you know, there's this whole like um, self love. Um, love, yeah, has been this trend. And, you know, people who aren't millennials kind of joke about it, but it's really important and true. And so I've started. For 2017, my goal was to sleep for eight hours per night, and I think I've been meeting that nice. for the most part, and it's really changed my attitude and how happier I feel, so um, I'm going to keep on with that, but um, yeah, so I've started a lot of different businesses, but the ones that I'm working on right now are, um, one is called Selectasis, and that is for sorority recruitment to streamline the recruitment process and we work with more than half of the sororities in the country and it's really fun um the site you know has a lot of features and um, a lot of things that can really and truly make your recruitment better so um, it's really neat to work with people and show them the value and um, bring that into their lives Um, people can sleep more during recruitment which is really exciting Mm -hmm. um and I really enjoy meeting all those people and then um, there's a couple more things. So <laughs> just a few I, couldn't, more. I couldn't stop there. So I get, you know, made fun of, not made fun of, teased. just teased a little bit about coming up with a lot of ideas. And But it's out of love. Yeah. I hope you know that. They we just, just love you. They just come out of my head. So I know. I can't. It just comes out, and I get so excited. And we you know, tease you because we're like, gel- we're like, oh my gosh, she's got another really great idea again. Well, no, they just people admire you, I think. Yes. So they're just kind of no. giving you a hard time. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's just me, oh, and I'm trying to stop being embarrassed about it because I can't yeah. help it. Like, right. they just maybe come we in should my stop head. teasing you, but we it's out of love. But I can't help it. Ideas just pop in my head mm-hmm. all the time, and then I think about how to monetize it. I can't great. help it. Good job. So. Uh, it's torture. It is torture. So, <laughs> um, it's hard to be so smart. <laughs> no, I'm not smart. But um, so then, 
yeah, so one of the ideas I had, I was getting on a plane to Maui earlier this year and I had decided to turn off my work email and I had been really, really stressed finishing up the MBA and I was kind of getting worried about myself because I had stopped coming up with ideas, like they just stopped coming in my head and I was like, what's wrong with me? This is my, it's a big weakness, but also a big strength and I'm like, wow, something is wrong with me. It's need, definitely not a weakness. I need to relax. Because I think that was the problem. Mm-hmm. Like my brain was too crumbled to like think of a new idea. And so I was four hours in relaxing. <laughs> four hours. <laughs> That's all she needed for the entire 2017. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I thought of this idea. I was reading an article about capsule wardrobes and capsule wardrobes are just where you have a a few pieces that all kind of match and go like they're the same aesthetic and you can make a lot of different outfits out of it and I was getting obsessed with this because there's this whole minimalism train that's kind of happening um, right now and I was like wow cool I'm gonna be so minimal I'm gonna do a capsule wardrobe and then I started like well our flight was delayed so this is what caused all of this Um, and it ended up getting canceled which was sad but then I got to text people about this idea, so it wasn't that sad. And so I was looking online, and I was like, where can I just – I don't have time for to put together my own capsule wardrobe, so I just want to buy one, like all the clothes, all at once, and be done with it. Now, can you explain, I think, uh, just sorry to interrupt, but the capsule wardrobes a little bit more in depth as into, like – you purchase an amount of clothes for a season and that's kind of what you wear for a season. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, so, for someone? I mean, there are different definitions of it out there. So, um, uh, yeah, so basically I think it usually works best when you do it by season. So every season or every weather change, you'll have clothes, you'll select a few pieces of clothing that go together and you just have to be really creative about the number of outfits that you can create. So like a white pair of pants and, you know, three different tops or you know it's kind of I need like photos to really explain it um but really it's a way to minimize your life and get more creative with the clothes that you do have it's not about the amount that you have it's about strategically piecing together your wardrobe so that you're not spending a lot of money you're not spending a lot of time getting dressed you've minimalized your life and so you can create all these outfits out of just a few pieces of clothes cool okay sorry about that yeah so I was like man I really just want to buy one um I don't really have time to put one together I'm not stylish enough to put one together so I just want to buy it and then I discovered after trying to find one that I could not find one and so I was like well let's I'll just do it I'll just make a company myself (laughs) perfect and that's how (laughs) yeah and then I texted my four of my best friends up here in Washington and I was like hey guys can you search the internet for capsule wardrobes and make sure I'm not wrong about this and um, then no one could find anything and so we all decided I think they were probably tired of hearing me talk about business ideas too (laughs) so um, I was like guys let's start this and we all have a very complimentary skill set so everyone's in charge of different things um, for the company but it's been going really well and we launched on August 1st so it's the company's name collectible c-o-l-l-e-c-t-a-b-l they have no a really e. cool Insta. We thanks. Yeah. Shouts out to Meredith, Collectible. Right? Yes. Collectible spelled without the E dot shop. Awesome. Go check it out. When is it going to launch? August 1st. 
which is like yeah. in two days oh my god <laughs> in <laughs> no time at all we invested a lot of money and shit tons of hours into this and we're really excited about our product and we do believe in it and our clothes are right over there so can you um tell us about I'm struggling to remember what her name is, but she has blonde hair and she's beautiful. Christina. Christina. Um, Beauty. Can you Christina. tell us about what Christina did to go to LA and how she yeah, was just like acted like she knew exactly yes. what she was talking so about? So we decide. So all. So okay. Oh my gosh! So fascinating for everyone who's not in the clothing industry or this fashion industry. You know. Um, seasonal clothing is launched like six months before it ever. Like you have to order like um fall and winter way back in April I think it was so you have a whole ton of time that you know uh like a space in between when you actually order and when you sell and we had no idea and so we had thought of this idea sometime in March and we'd been working every single day really hard on it and we finally got to the point where we're like okay we have got our stuff together we have money um and we need to go buy the clothes And so we, so I, well, all of us, you know, made a huge effort to find these wholesalers um, on the internet and we started emailing them and we started saying things like, (laughs) I'm going to be in LA on (laughs) Tuesday and I have 30 minutes to meet with you. Will you take this time? And every single showroom said yes. And I was like, what? They believed me? It was kind of just like you acting exactly like you knew what you were talking about. Yes. And then so Chris, we sent Christina down there because she is a stylist, um, like a professional stylist. And um, she went down there and acted like she knew what she was talking about and just start <laughs> waltzed into those showrooms and was like, show me your clothes. And we had one week only by the time she was down there to the time we had to you know, order the clothes to decide on our whole product. Oh my gosh. For the year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the rest of this year. Oh my gosh. And in late August, we'll be ordering wow. for spring. Wow. And so we spent hours and hours, probably like 40 hours that week, on top of all of our full time jobs, meeting up and showing each other. Christina, you know, brought back pictures and um, we had all these lookbooks, um, line sheets, and then we just started, it was really hard, you know, like selecting different pieces and making sure that we had a cohesive look and like, um, it's, it's really tough, like to make sure that everything goes together, to make sure that the pricing will work out, like, mm-hmm. so it's a reasonable price for people buying it to make sure there are a ton of outfits coming out of it to give people a lot of value. Yeah. It was really hard. Um, but anyway, we ended up placing our order and we just decided, let's, let's like, do this. Like, let's do it. <laughs> kind of like how me and Kenzie were like, okay, let's just, let's just podcast. do it. Which is, podcast. turns out that's the best way to do it. And um conquer it's one about of my fear like conquering your fear too you know you have to put yourself out there to start anything new yeah it's really scary so yeah and I think um something that a lot of people ask me because I've done this a couple times and been fairly public about it um is that you know well how can you you know how do you know this will work and I'm like I never know it will work you literally just have to put a product out there as fast as you can and um see if it fails or succeeds right and if it fails you just stop like there you know you don't have to keep going or you pivot you know or you say you know this isn't working <laughs> whenever she said pivot did it remind you of that friends episode pivot, <laughs> pivot. 
when Ross was trying to get the couch down the stairs. It's like ideas. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, I had a thought. I hate it. That happens to me all the time. I had some, like a question for you. Okay, so wait. So it comes out August 1st. So like girls can go check it out now. It's for female clothing right now. Or men who just like like female clothing, I guess. It, whatever you prefer. Um, so, But it comes out, I guess, in August. Yeah, so first. August 1st. All can of, you order it? August 1st, you're going to be able to order it. And all of the act- photos of our actual clothes will be online on that day. Cool. And we have a very limited amount. So jump on it. We are actually um, starting, we've gotten s- some pretty good interest. So we're starting pre-sales this week. And you can put down your deposit um, to reserve your capsule before you've seen anything. And it's 100% refundable if you don't like what you see. But it will just reserve you uh, Great. A, a box. So go online on August 1st. Um, so kind of, and I'm going to ask you about general side hustles for the rest of this. I'm just asking about this business, I guess, to kind of give you some promos, I guess. <laughs> no, so, um, <laughs> so how many outfits do people get? Yeah, so um, out of the fall capsule, because again, we're doing And we're not by... sponsored by Collectible. Not yet. <laughs> oh oh uh, no we're not uh we're not yet sponsored by Club. um i would love to sponsor I'm, I'm you just, i'm just trying to be if as we had of... any money <laughs> if i'm a i'm a, though i'm like a woman empowering my sister right now so i just i'm asking her no it's a really i think it's a you know it's an idea that won't work for everyone but for the people that want this it will be great for them so how many outfits what are the combinations so they are going to get approximately 27 outfits from the fall Dang. capsule of like seven pieces mm-hmm. yeah and so, so monthly worth of stuff and then you could just a whole month yeah and then you wear it for three months and then you're into winter already That's and really so um so two things though that i'd like to say there um one of which is that we're also selling what we call a basic capsule and those have that capsule has things in it like um, a white tee a little black dress you know thing a jean jacket like things that every girl should have you should have these things in your closet in order to make it more functional right like if you have this in your closet it's going to go 50 more ways into your future and it's going to make what you're spending more worth it like if you have these things to put with it so we expect you to have all the items in the basic you know box to function for the fall as well but most people already have these things but we offer it if you don't happen to have them that's cool um that's so good. we expect you to have those um going into fall and then the neat thing about it or the thing that we think it's neat <laughs> is that we'll see if anyone else does um is moving into winter um we've already chosen our winter um oh. pieces as well and cool. ordered them cool. and but the really neat thing is that we've made it work with all the fall pieces as well. So, oh, cool. so if you nice. buy the winter pieces, they're going to aesthetically go with the fall ones. And then add that much more. Right? And add that much more to your wardrobe. Mm. And so um, we're calling that like a buildable capsule wardrobe. So like over the course of a year, you're going to get hundreds of outfits from us if you you know purchase like all four seasons um and then the last kind of value add is that we send you a lookbook with every single outfit combination so you don't have to think about getting dressed in the morning you don't have to put on three outfits and be like do I match is this cool like what's happening here you can that happens to me every day so now you can just put on these outfits from the lookbook and know that they go and know that it works together and then if you order the winter box we're gonna 
and you've ordered the fall box already, we're going to send you like a lookbook that includes all the, you know, like all the different looks that you could create from both. So it's like, you're really, we're trying to give you your money's worth. I mean, we really want people to, you know, feel empowered because they're confident in what they're wearing. And we want you to take all the thought, the energy, the time, the money out of that into that guesswork and just go straight, um, you know, into just getting dressed real quick and going out to accomplish you know, whatever it is that you need to accomplish that day. Awesome. So that's collectible in a quick summary. But what is a side hustle? How do you define what a side hustle is? Mm. So the I, queen of side hustle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so I think side hustle, I'm trying to actually, I'm, I guess this is my debut of saying this. Um, I'm going to start avoiding the word hustle because I think that it gives people the wrong feeling about how their life should feel like again back to the whole rest and self-care thing I think you know hustle implies the wrong like you shouldn't feel stressed all the time and I think that's what it implies um but anyways so like a side business or you know something that you're doing to gain income on the side is kind of how I define that okay um yeah is that yeah so you know starting something to gain income yeah, aside just for women from your who are full-time work in businesses and... and you know it doesn't have to be big it can just be something that brings you a little extra money and like being a uh, driver yeah like for uber, uber or yeah. something it could be like you know um, creating handcrafted lettering it could be something like that for you chelsea i think that your side businesses you're also really passionate about them so it's more than just making money you're also passionate about what you're doing yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you should never start a side hustle unless you're going to be passionate about it. That's kind of a, you know, waste of your time. Like you're already putting effort into your full-time work and the last thing you need is something to drain your emotions. And so it should be something that makes you excited and happy to share with the world instead of, I mean, it should bring you money too, in my opinion. Um, but yeah. yeah, perfect. Now, do you have any tips on starting a new business for women who have an idea and mm-hmm. want to start it? Yeah, I think you should just go for it. So I that's always my biggest tip to everyone. You should um, start small and just see if it is going to take off or not um, and go from, go from there. So for instance, I would love to talk about something that I failed on oh, just briefly. Yeah, so um, my good gal pal Kim and I um actually we created like this photo backdrop for her wedding and it was super beautiful and we called it wallflower because it was like a wall of fake flowers and it was turned out so good in pictures and we decided to start um renting it out and we learned you know we just decided we're gonna put it out on Facebook see what happens start an Instagram and we posted like 30 times and you know we're fairly public about it on our own Facebooks, but it literally never once got rented. I thought it did one time. Well, kind of once, but we had to do it for free because for publicity. Oh. Yeah, oh, because yeah. she was like a wet, this girl was a wedding planner and she was like, I'll put, you know, I'll throw it up on my Insta. She'll and she's very popular. You, yeah. yeah. And so we were like, well, yeah. So, but we learned really fast that there was no traction there. And we just threw it out there. And yeah, it's kind of embarrassing to fail a little bit, but. Hmm. You live and you learn and you just, when people ask you about it, you can just say, yeah, I learned a lot from it, but it didn't really work out. That's really weird. I'm actually really surprised that that didn't work out because yeah, that sounds too. like, were the flowers a neutral color? No, bright pink. Oh, maybe that's part of the reason. That's definitely part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you live and learn in the fact that it never even got rented out once. We were going to do all these different colors and things like that, but 
Because it takes a while to make those. Oh, yeah. It took hours and hours and hours. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it just you just got to try it and put yourself out there. And if you get a few bites, um, then go for it. Right. And if, and if you don't, then time to wipe your hands of it. Maybe it's, like, part knowing when to stop, too. Oh, yeah. You need to know when to stop. Um, I think if you don't get – if you get a few bites, that's a good sign to keep going and keep pushing on it a little. But if you literally get, like, one bite or no bites, then it's time to – Call it good. <laughs> now, real quickly, and I mean, Megan and I are trying to balance this. We joke about it with each other, but you have started a lot of your adventures with your husband and your friends uh, and all that stuff. But how do you maintain the friendship and put or the relationship, whatever that might be, first over it? Like, do you have advice? Like, Megan and I started this podcast as friends. But like we find ourselves talking about it a lot, and I and I. Think, it, but I want to maintain our friendship separately, you know. Yeah. So like, how do you do that? Well, I think that's okay. Like, I think it's okay to talk about something both of you are really passionate about, and there's nothing wrong, and you shouldn't stop yourself from it. Like, you both want to talk about it, you're both excited about it. Like, why the hell not chat on it? But there is something to be said for like you have to maintain that friendship too, and I think my um, longest standing example of that. Aside from my husband, because that probably doesn't count, is um, my friend Julie, Mm -hmm. and she does select assist with us, and there are periods of time, and I think Julie would say this too, where we go like a month and just talk about business. Like we, you know, it's we're both really busy and it's just hard to connect personally, but I think both of us have been really good about, you know, calling and we'll literally say, hey, we're, we're, like I'm asking you. Like, I'm calling to talk about you. Like, and then if I'm calling to talk about business, I'll straight say it. I'll be like, hey, look, I need to talk to you about selectuses right now. And if I don't, then I'll just be like, hey, I need to talk to you about this. But you have to make a point of it. Right. Um, So how do you make time and how do you maintain it? Ooh, um, oh boy. Here's one of my rants. I'm a big belief. A lot of people say, how do you have time for that? That makes no sense. You're pulling time under your ass. And I'm like, no, I think you make time for anything that you want to make time for. And people who say, I don't have time to work out, I'm like, no, you don't want to work out. Like, people who, (laughs) Megan's laughing. but like Harsh. (laughs) It's true, though. Like, if you, if people say, Mm -hmm. I don't have time to start a business, you don't want to start that business. That's not your priority. Like, or if I don't have time to hang out with a friend, no, I'm prioritizing, I'm making a conscious choice not to hang out with you it's it's actually pretty insulting when you look at it that way but I think that's the truth like you you make you have to prioritize and I set goals every week like I want I set one goal in every area of my life every week so like one goal major goal for work one major goal for working out one major goal for select assist one major goal for a collectible and I just work on those and that's it mm-hmm I think that that is true, too, because I know that before Kinsey and I started the podcast, I would have said, oh, I don't have time to make a podcast. I'm trying to do this yoga thing. I'm trying to expand my career. I'm trying to be a good dog mom to Cooper, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) All of which you do so beautifully. But then now that like it's like, no, this is a priority. This is what I want. This brings me happiness. So I do make it a priority. And you pulled time out of nowhere. I did kind of. I don't know where it came from, but I did. (laughs) And you do it all so well. You do it so well. And I'm so happy that you Yeah, Megan is one of my inspirations for choosing things that, learning how to choose things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
Very true. So I already asked you how how do you know if it will be successful? So you already answered that. So um, what should you consider before starting a side hustle? Do you, how to it? monetize it. That okay. is the biggest thing. I don't think people understand. Like you should be getting paid for a skill that you give to the community. And so I think you have to understand before you start anything, you have to have a plan on how you're going to make money out of it. Um, research so yeah thinking about like if you're really good I don't know like I think you just need to figure out a way to monetize things and if you cannot figure that out then there's like if your goal is to make money to me there's no point in doing it like you have to have that plan in place and it also in my opinion you should also figure out in advance how to or at least think through how one day you're going to make it scale so like if you can't figure, so what I mean by that is um, f- for like uh, collectible, for instance, right now we're starting out with a very few number of offerings and very few number of things to sell, um, like a limited quantity. But in the future, we've already thought of a plan of how we're going to sell more and how we're going to be able to accommodate those extra s- sales, like what is our plan of action to make that happen? How are we going to get the funding? How are we going to time-wise handle that? All of that we've already thought about before we even went forward. And I think those are the two things that you have to determine prior to starting something. Okay, good advice. Um, so is there anything unexpected that you learned? Like anything that you didn't expect to know or any tidbit of knowledge that you could just put out there that you knit like anything like that I know that's kind of a random question but anything unexpected that you learn gosh that um, I might not that might not be apparent before yeah so one thing that we learned with selectus is that I didn't expect is that at first people when we um came out and made our product people were so thankful and they would call us all the time and email us and text me and like all this stuff I'm so thankful for you thank you so much for making this awesome product it saves all this time it's super wonderful but as time goes on and people get used to using your product they are no they're probably still thankful but they don't they expect more out of you so um you know, they, if there's any flaw in Selectuses at all, we get calls, like dozens of calls immediately and, or emails immediately. Like our inbox will just blow up. Like if the site goes down for 10, no, for like 25 seconds, everyone, I mean, it's just hell. And so <laughs> like, I think people expect more and more of you as you progress. And I think that will be, if collectible succeeds, the same thing there. Like, yeah, we're offering one collection right now, but in the future people will, expect more collections or people will expect um you know more for less or whatever it is cool um let's see my final question is what are your goals for your businesses um so I think that's the whole thing about a side business or doing something after full-time work like that that pressure of it is off a little bit like you still have an income you still have benefits from your full-time job like health insurance and things like that so it's you know it takes all that extra stress off um but in terms of goals I mean obviously for select assist I mean it's a limited market so I would just like to stay in business um 
and then for collectible i mean i think the ultimate goal is to you know get selling thousands of um these collections and making it something that helps a lot of women get dressed and feel more confident about how they take on their day that's like ultimately our goal like you you know we want to give people looks where they're like walk out of the outfit or the house and they're like yeah like i look damn good today (laughs) and then you that confidence kind of goes throughout your daily life so i mean i think of course i would like to sell a lot but that's really our goal is to make women feel great cool all right meg so do you have what's your good thing for this week can we wrap up our podcast and chelsea you can participate as well what's your good thing for this week so my good thing for this week is one of my best friends charlotte ewald mm-hmm. um she lives in texas and we just keep in touch really well hey and we, charlotte um, <laughs> we just always lift each other up and um this week she texted me that when when she listens to our podcast, it makes her feel like she's having a conversation with me. Aww. And so that was just a really sweet text That's really that she good. shared. And um, she just takes care of me so much. We're going to Costa Rica in November for our yoga retreat. And she just Aww. like locks everything down for me. And I just have to like give her my credit card. and that's it. <laughs> So thank you for always taking care of me and for being my mom. That's so Charlotte's an amazing good. gal. Shout so. out to Charlotte. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I had mine. What's your good one? Um, I just had a really good day yesterday. I love yeah. laying out and uh any day I can do that just really makes my day and, and my week maybe better. Make your week better. Yeah, I think so. Um my positive I think was just I don't know, just like friendships and you guys being around and uh, like I've been really appreciating time with my sister now that I'm out here, but which was kind of one of the major goals of moving out here was hanging out with Chelsea, you know, cuz we're so tight. So yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to end with a quote from Cheryl Sandberg because I oh, know man, you so love good. Lean In. She's so Who doesn't great. love Cheryl? <laughs> so she says, when we need women at all levels, including the top, to change the dynamic, reshape the conversation to make sure women's voices are heard and heeded, not overlooked and ignored. Wow. Awesome. Well, She's guys, great. she is great. Go read the book, um, which Chelsea recommended to me. Okay. So what I want you guys to do is go like and subscribe and rate us. So we're on all platforms of Instagram, um, Google Plus, even Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, Please and- go like us on Twitter. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> Whenever I tweet, it's like, oh, you have five followers. It's like, no, please go tweet us. <laughs> I think we have 11 now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, it's a nice um, But yeah, so go follow us and subscribe to the podcast. Yay. Thanks for having, thanks for joining us. Chelsea. Oh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Love you guys. Love you guys. You. Bye. Bye. See you next week.